are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. It's important that we understand why we confess the Word of God and why we do certain things. You see, if you just don't know why you're doing it, then somebody can write a book and talk you right out of it and give you some logical things. Logically, you know, you think, well, now that's logical thinking. But now you see, it doesn't agree with the Word of God, see. So that's what we're going to talk about is why we should confess or say the same thing that God says in His Word regardless of what we face in life. Now, I've said this many times, and I've probably said it here, but I'm going to say it again, that what happens to you in life does not change the Word of God. But if you will hold fast to the confession of the Word, it'll change what happens to you in life. Eventually, down the road, it'll change what happens to you in life. See, it won't happen just because you say some things, and just because some things are said in the Bible, you see. Just because it says, by his stripes you were healed, doesn't mean that every person's going to be healed that knows that's in the Bible. It won't happen to you just because it's in the Bible. It has to get inside you. God's Word has to become a part of you before it'll change the situation and circumstances that are present in your life. But God's Word has the ability to change everything that you face in life. But we must learn to hold fast to it. Now, let me say this and bring this out, something that Jesus said in the parable of the sower in the 13th chapter of Matthew, giving you the parable of the kingdom. And he says this in verse 19, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, see, he calls the word of God the word of the kingdom, because it works on kingdom principles. See, we're not talking about the world's way of life. We're talking about kingdom principles here. He says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and taketh away that which was sown in his heart. In other words, the implication is that if you don't understand it, you don't have a good understanding of it, Satan will steal it from you. So that's why it's important for us to understand why we do these things. It's not enough just to know to do it. We must understand why we do these things. If not, then Satan will steal it from you. He'll inspire someone to write a book and tell you that you're operating in the occult if you're saying scriptures and trying to bring to pass what it says. And, you know, anyone with just a little Bible knowledge would know that's foolishness. But you see, when people don't know any better, they become seduced by that and they get offended because of you teaching the Word of God, and I just wouldn't want to be a part of that. Now, first of all, let's say this concerning confession of the Word of God. When we say confess the Word of God, we're talking about agreeing or saying the same thing that God says in His Word. See, see God sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107, verse 20. Now, God believes that's true, whether you believe it or not. God's Word will heal you. God's Word has spirit life in it. Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit. They are life. In other words, spiritual life is in every Word of God. It will minister to spirit, soul, and body. 
And it's medicine to all our flesh. Proverbs says it's medicine to all of our flesh, healing to all of our flesh. God's Word is. But you see, it won't happen just because it says that in the Bible. We must learn to appropriate the promises of God and proclaim what God said as being true. First of all, number one, it causes faith to come. Confession of the Word of God causes faith to come. Saying what God said. I know because I've been there. I've been in a situation where I didn't see how in the world I was going to get out of it. In fact, there was no hope for me financially. I mean, I was sick in body, head over heels in debt. That's what you'd call supernaturally in debt. You just couldn't hardly get that way naturally. It had to be supernatural. (laughs) I mean, I just didn't see any hope, any way out. Well, the Bible said when Abraham, when there was no hope, Abraham believed in hope. How in the world can you believe in something when there's not any? Well, he made a decision to go to the Word of God and get him some hope. See, the doctors may have told you there's no hope for you medically. Medical science has no hope for you. You know, they have what they call AIDS now. They say there's no cure for it. Well, there's no medical cure for it, but thank God the Word of God will cure it. And what we need to realize is that when there is no hope medically or no hope naturally speaking, go to the Word of God and get you some hope. Supernatural hope, see. And that's what Abraham did. In fact, I want us to read that from Romans, the fourth chapter. Reading from verse 17. Well, let's back up to verse 16. Paul says, therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. See, now God calls things that are not as though they were. And he taught Abraham to do the same thing. See, now God is the one that started this, not man. This was God's idea. Notice verse 18. Who against hope, speaking of Abraham, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now notice he didn't say he was strong in himself said he's strong in faith. He staggered not at the promise of God. See, that's where he got his hope, the promise of God. Now, let me show you something here. When Abram was 75 years old, God appeared to him, and it's recorded in the 12th chapter of Genesis, and told him that there'd be nations come out of him. Well, now, he was 75 years old. Well, 24 years went by. And it seemed he was no closer to the promise being fulfilled than he was when God said it. See, he had the promise, all right, but it wasn't going to happen just because God said it. Abraham had to cooperate with God. See, just because the Bible has some promises in it doesn't mean they're going to come and camp on your doorstep or in your house. We must cooperate with the Holy Spirit in what God has said. So then 24 years later, God appears to Abraham in the 17th chapter of Genesis and said, I have made thee a father of many nations. Notice, he said, I've already done it. 
Well, don't you know that Abraham thought, well, dear God, if you've already done it, why haven't I seen it? See, because he didn't see the manifestation of it. But God called things that were not as though they were, until they were. And here's what God did for Abraham. He changed his name. He said, your name will no longer be Abram, but Abraham. Now, see, in those days, name meant something. Today, they don't mean a whole lot to us. But you see, in those days, if you told a fellow your name, he knew something about you. So God changed his name, and he had to tell everyone his name was Abraham, which meant father of nations. Now, notice God is simply implementing his law of faith to cause faith to come to Abraham. Faith cometh by what? Hearing the word of God. Well, wasn't that what God said to Abraham? Your name is no longer Abram, but Abraham. So that was where he got his hope. What God said to him, see. Now, he was not weak in faith. And notice that it says he staggered not at the promise of God. But verse 21 says, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Now, if he didn't know what he had promised, how in the world could he have faith for it? See, here's where people miss it. If you don't have knowledge of a promise, you couldn't possibly have faith for it. You hear people say, well, yes, God will save you. If you'll repent, God will save you. Yes, salvation's for everyone, but God won't heal you anymore. Healing went out with the apostles. Well, now there's an individual that has faith in salvation, all right, see, because they have the word of God concerning salvation. But they don't know what God said about healing, and they've been taught that healing went out with the apostles, and that healing's not for us today. But you see, they don't have the promise. They don't understand the promise. They don't have knowledge of it, see. Therefore, they don't believe in it. You know why they can't believe in it? Because they don't know what God said about it. See, faith cometh by hearing. When they hadn't heard, they can't believe. It would be impossible for that individual to pray the prayer of faith concerning healing because they don't know what the Word says about it, see. The only place that you can get faith for that is from the Word itself. You understand what I'm saying? It's impossible to pray the prayer of faith if you don't know what God said about the situation. So it's important, you see, to say what God said about it so that faith will come. Faith cometh by hearing what God said, see. Faith in God comes by hearing the Word of God. So when we confess or say what God said, regardless of whether it's true in our life at that present time or not, it causes faith to come, see. And faith will come and abide in the heart. That's where faith works. It's in the heart. So first, confessing God's word causes faith to come. And that's important. So if we are to operate in faith, we must know what God said about any particular situation, you see, that we're dealing with or we're facing in life. Any circumstance that we face in life, if we know what God said about it, then we'll know how to believe. So then, we just simply lay hold on what God said and begin to say what God said about it. Can you see that? Can you say amen? Amen. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer this week is book offer number 7509. I'm excited about this offer because it's called Faith and Confession, 265-page paperback. For $16 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $20. Faith and confession. In this book, we share with you the things that will cause your faith to fail, things that will cause it to work, the things that will make it stronger. This is a faith manual. You know, Jesus said to Peter, Satan has demanded to have you to sift you as wheat. 
but I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. Well, if your faith couldn't fail, why would he be praying that his faith wouldn't fail? Well, what we need to know is that there's some things in the Word of God that gives us insight into how to operate in faith through the principles of God and through calling things that are not as though they were. You know, some people don't know the difference between a confession and a lie. You know, there had been small wars, spiritual wars, so to speak, fought over faith and confession. Some people believe it's just lying if you're confessing the Word of God and it hadn't yet come true in your life. But regardless of whether it ever comes true in your life or not, it is still the truth. It is the Word of God. And regardless of what happens to you in life, it doesn't change the Word of God. It'll work for those that believe it'll work. It won't work for those that say it won't work. Because it works. And when the Scripture says, Whosoever shall say, believe, doubt not his heart, believe what he saith, and will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And if they're saying it doesn't work, and it's not working, that's because it is working. Because they're having what they said. And it's because they haven't learned to believe the Word of God. This is what we talk about in this book. One of the things we talk about, how the law of faith works. How to receive God's provision. That's offer number 7509, Faith and Confession. For $16 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $20. We have a toll-free order line, one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one 396 9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.